I'm still trying. Started giving up your podcast for giving up 2020 in the rear view mirror. That's right. And as always, I'm your host, Steven, and it's good to have you, yes, you, joining me on this my journey of growth, of self improvement, and of course, of having fun. I know that <laughs> it's been a while, and I've been putting these episodes out less frequently kind of because I've felt like I want to create content, as I've said before, that I think brings value. And that I try something new. I do a little, do a little video with this. Uh, it's not going to be good, but fuck it. Oh, there I go again. And making excuses. <laughs> um, yeah, so... This week already. I don't know what to say. It's been a while. Um, of course, it's a new year, and since it's a new year, you would think I'd want to reflect on the past year, but instead, I I can't even think about that because January sixth, two thousand and twenty-one, I saw something that really. I saw something that made me so angry that really. I've never been so motivated to to kind of speak up about something. My voice has been kind of shot the last few weeks, but I'm not giving up. I don't shut up. That's, that's not what I do. Um, yeah, a bunch of MAGA-clad protesters stormed the Capitol building. A guy who, I think he calls himself the QAnon warrior or something, he was, like, sitting in, like, the freaking, the president pro- fuck, pro-sempere's chair in the fucking upper chamber, like, I cannot believe that this happened. But in a way, earlier in the day, I was sitting, watching, you know, watching the news, watching some CNN, some Meet Kevin, some some Hassan Piker, watching leftist stuff, because I'm, I'm a big old lefty. And, um... What I saw really disturbed me, but I wasn't so scared. I wasn't scared that the world was going to end. I didn't think that this thing was going to collapse. But when Mitch McConnell stood there and he admonished his peers and he said that it's over, I immediately had a feeling that that day was not going to go well. And unfortunately for me... I'm a genius, and I'm right. I'm right about things. Um, at around 3 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, the protesters, you you know, taking, utilizing their right, using their liberties, um, 
they were protesting and then they started pushing past the barricades and they actually pushed past all the security and they stormed the Capitol building. Uh, the At the time, there was a joint session because, of course, they were going to count the electoral votes and there were other matters that had to be seen there. So everybody's there. So they had to, all the members, all the representatives that were there had to be fled and secured. And Vice President Pence was there as well. And all the members of Congress, you know, of the Senate, of the upper chamber, had to be evacuated. Um, and then what followed was absolute madness. Twitter timelines of people lowering American flags and uh, raising Trump America flags, people wielding the Confederate flag while they walk through the halls of the uh, of, 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 uh, of, of the Capitol building. People, you know, desecrating these things. And, and honestly, you know, a thing is a thing. A place is a place. Places don't have children. Places don't have family. But just like how rhetoric can hurt, just like how someone saying something can incite people, can, can, can motivate them positively, it can also do this. It can also take someone and make them angry. It can, you know. And so the words have meaning. Places whether or not we like to admit it, have meaning. Seeing the Confederate flag, a flag of racists and bigots, walking through the halls of this country, in our country, in this building, that, that's supposed to represent who we are as a nation. I found it, dist- I found it just, ang- just made me so angry, I guess. But what made me angry was that the reason that they were able to do that is because um, it was allowed. Over the summer, there were some pro BLM, you know, the George Floyd, oh, George Floyd, you know, and the protests were happening in D.C. They were a lot of, right, surrounded by lots of poor black people, and they were marching, they were down there, they were near the Lincoln Memorial and near the Capitol building, and there's a very well-known picture of the, like, the freaking National Guard and stuff, armed to the teeth, armor, automatic weapons, snipers, helicopters, for this peaceful protest. I am not saying that I wanted to see these people mowed down, but this incitement was known. It was spoken about, and the people in charge of the security of this area are the people who work in that part of the country, D.C. They don't have their own police force. I mean, they have their own like little police, you know, their capital police. But, you know, if something bad were to happen, they would rely on the National Guard, which, you know, when these kind of events happen, you reach out, the National Guard comes in, um, you reach out, the Capitol Police make sure they have everybody on duty, and they're standing in front of the Capitol building with their pistolas, like, yeah, BLM people. But on January 6th, 2021, it didn't happen. It didn't happen because the people in charge 
mostly, of course, unfortunately, these Republican leaders. These Republican leaders, uh, like whom? Uh, let's see. Um, you have Donald Trump. There you go. Uh, when they wanted to, you know, bring in the National Guard, the person who has to actually sign off on that for D.C., um, it's like, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's order of operation. It's Trump, not Trump, Pence, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, they came in late. They were called in late because Trump didn't initiate the National Guard. Um, but Pence did, which is why eventually they did end up coming. As well as uh, the governors from Massachusetts and our own governor here from New York um, sent the National Guard from our states to D.C. as well. In addition to that, the Capitol Police were completely deficient in their jobs. But it's okay. The people stormed the building. And it's mostly nonviolent. Again, I'm not going to harp on the fact that if those people of color, they'd be mowed down in the streets and a woman dies, killed by a cop. You know, she gets too close to secure areas. You know, she gets too close and she gets shot by Capitol Police. You know, the FBI is coming up behind the thing. And they, you know, don't don't go look it up. And all of this happens. And our president, the president of this country, he, um, what does he say to us? He says, hey. Well, not to us, because uh, you know, the people think I always do. He, uh, he, he goes on Twitter and he says, you know, we should stop this. But while we should stop this, remember, we're stopping this. But we're right. We should stop this, but they're the, they're the cause of this. He was doing his little double talk, his little back speak, and finally, after years of bigotry and divisiveness and, and just language that can incite, finally, you know, oh man, Jack Dorsey, Twitter, they banned him for 12 hours, and they say, if he says something bad, oh, never again, never again, Trump, you're going to go, and Facebook, Zuckerberg is like, whoa. What are you doing? Oh, you can't do this. No more Facebook for you, sir. No more Facebook for you. And Betsy Davos, oh. And Mitch McConnell's wife, who's Asian. I didn't know that. He's really racist and weird for an old guy, Asian wife. I guess, you know, it's just... No. <laughs> but of course, it's all symbolic because he's gone. In less than three weeks, he's going to be out of here, yeeted into the unknown, never to be talked again, not prosecuted, but we allowed this to happen. And in some ways, I feel complicit because in all of my speak of being there and sticking up and being like, you know, understanding, understanding. And yes, I understand that we always have to be clear that 74, 5 million people are not all racist and bigots. They're not. But you need to expect from those people to realize, to understand that the people who were at the Capitol building, the people who said that it was rude to kneel, that those same people, they were standing out there and they were desecrating America. Wearing Ashwa's camp, well, saying my voice is gone. <laughs> you know, wearing freaking anti Semitic clothing and the Confederate flag just flying it through the halls of the freaking greatest institution of the world and all this stuff. And you see that. And you have to think, these people are your neighbors. These people 
aren't radicals. No matter what you're saying on the news, it's not some mystical Antifa dressing up because they all just so happen to have MAGA gear. That's not what happened. What you're seeing is you're actively seeing your neighbors, your friends, and your family, people that you know, people who take care of your children, who serve your food, who are your leaders. There are six representatives, apparently, six Republican representatives who representatives who were participating, maybe not all, I don't think they were House members, I, I would say that they were, I think they were like lower government, but six people involved in this government, our government, were participating in this, in this, this, this riotous act, and, that, and before anybody says anything, you know what, if this was a fight for civil rights, I mean, they wouldn't have got as close, but you know what, I think I might have cheered seeing black people storm the gates and and push push in there and make it known that killing people of color, killing trans women, uh, sexism and murdering babies and Uyghur Muslims in China is bad. But those things, those those things are human things. Starving, death. And I understand sometimes politics seems that way, but the truth is, is that these people have been radicalized. But it's not their fault. In a way, it's a failing of all of us. How do we fail? Because we allow in our lives consistent sexism, bigotry, misogyny. We keep these things. We do that. That's what we do. We allow it into our lives. We we, we peddle it to our children and we allow it in our media and our music. And I'm, and I'm never going to be the kind of person who wants to, you know, like, well, boy, they shouldn't say the N-word in hip-hop because I fucking, you know, like, man, I love my music. I'm, you know, I think, though, that when it comes to interacting with people, we have a responsibility to not allow bigotry into our lives. That's what this is. It's a result of allowing bigotry to fester it's been it's been fomented by by this by this by, by the, these these people who then after these people who represent us their constituents go into the chamber and they speak and they say things like it couldn't have been Republicans it had to be the Antifa the mystical magical Antifa oh I don't know who she is but she sounds sexy fuck the, the Antifa. <laughs> The truth is, is that I don't know who this Antifa is, but wherever she at, she need to come and talk to me because she seemed to be everywhere. She, she out there, she need to have only fans or something. She need to be making some money because her name is in everybody's mouth. <laughs> there is nothing but lies coming out of some of these people's these people's and I, I these mat their mouths, and I try to be earnest kind and say things like they have opposing views because people have views that are different than yours but there are such things as bad takes as wrong views you shouldn't beat your children sexism bigotry racism are already real they're prevalent in today's society they are currently sticking they're here every day they live here in our homes and we allow it I have a dream. And while in my dream, people are all equal. 
I also have a dream that we don't just sit back anymore. I have a dream that we stand up and we fight for ourselves. But not with a fist. Maybe. Maybe if you strike me, I punch you back. Nazi face. But, no. We need to fight back by maintaining our empathy. Maintaining our ability to be kind. Our ability to understand people and where they come from. Because those people, they come and they experience their own kind of diaspora. You know, with, with closed coal plants and, and manufacturing. They suffer. They also starve. And they're representative of trauma. But it doesn't matter. Just like how I see in my own brothers and sisters, I see sexism and bigotry. You must kill, stop it in the bud. That's it. No more. It cannot be allowed. If you want a good analytical... You know, like, well, I'm sure as heck gonna sit there and I'm gonna talk. I can talk you through everything if you want. You want to talk through, you know, the 25th Amendment. I don't know if you want. If you want to talk about the constitutional and constitutionalists, you want to talk about the law. We can do that. But I'm here, appealing to your emotion. We cannot sit by and abide the sickness in our own home. But I do not encourage hatred. See, we must fight with love. How do you fight with love? You love them the way that you shouldn't love your children. See, when your children do something bad, you shouldn't love them by beating their ass. But these people, maybe. You shouldn't love your children by yelling at them. But these grown-ass adults who believe in the mystical cabal, not understanding or realizing Guess what? People can't get their shit together enough to fucking do anything, much less have a mega secret cabal. The cabal is not a secret. It's in front of your face. We elect them, and we allow them to live good lives, to represent us. We have to be, act- we have to be active. We have to be educated. We have to be honest. We have to be loving. But we cannot abide. So, like always, that was started giving up. It feels good to be back. I'm going to be here again next week. And we're, you know, the whole world falls apart again. I hope you have a happy 2020, and I'm sorry that I had to start like this. I love you. You're loved. As always, you can find me at Art of Giving Up Podcast, Instagram, uh, What Funny Friend on Twitter. And of course, my other podcast that comes out every single Friday, Was That In Good Taste? Come on. Remember, it's hard out here for a pimp. Peace.